0: I have a very simple yet very powerful reminder for you. You don't have to give up who you are to practice minimalism. I'm gonna say it again. You don't have to give up who you are to practice minimalism. And I say that because there's this stigma around minimalist living and only less that may make someone feel like no matter how much they declutter, it's never enough. And maybe it's just me, <laughs> but. Have you ever felt like you had to become someone else in order to fit the minimalist lifestyle or that you have to somehow give up who you are in the process? And like I said, maybe it's just me, but for a while, I had a hard time seeing how these two things could coexist, being yourself and minimalism. Because in my mind, anytime I would donate something or throw something away, I would have these internal conversations and say things like, well, there goes another piece of me gone, right? Right. And these types of internal conversations just further fuel the notion that I had to give up who I was. And in so many ways, decluttering felt like I was stripping my life of my life, which sounds crazy when you hear it out loud. Right? But what I've learned over the years is that minimalism is the natural way in which we should be living. And with all of this noise in society and in our culture and in the media, all of this noise has conditioned us to believe otherwise, right? Which is why we consume so much in the first place. It's why we spend money we don't have to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't even know, right? It's why we find it difficult to own less. And it's why whenever we do decide to let go, it feels weird. And it feels like we're letting go of a piece of us. It feels like we're decluttering who we are. Now, with this in mind, I started to question and wonder, well, if I believe that minimalism is the natural way in which we should be living, then how can we get owning less and being ourselves to coexist? How can we get these two things to blend together? And I've come to the conclusion that there's a few things that you have to give up that are non-negotiable and have nothing to do with giving up who you are. And there's one thing that you have to do that will help you enjoy minimalism in the best way without losing who you are. And the first thing you have to give up is you have to ditch your comfort with conformity. Ooh, <laughs> I love the wordplay in that. You have to ditch your comfort and conformity. See, so many of us, including myself at one point on my journey, but so many of us find comfort in following. We find comfort in doing what everyone else is doing, right? And to be fair, no one wants to be the oddball out, right? No one wants to be the black sheep. No one wants to be the one who's going against the current and always going against the current. We all want to fit in. We all want to fly under, under, the, under the radar, right? We all want to just blend in. But there's nothing true about following the crowd. There's nothing true about you that comes from being like everyone else. And when you continue to find comfort and conformity, what you're actually doing is you're stealing the opportunity away from yourself to be your true self. And what I mean by that is, like I said, there's no there's nothing true in being a copycat. There's nothing true in doing what everyone else is doing. And in order to blend minimalism and being yourself together, you have to be willing to find comfort in things that make other people uncomfortable and owning less. Minimalism is already one of those things that most of society does not agree with, that most of society finds uncomfort in, right? Ooh, how, how can you live with less? How can you how can you live with so little? That would make me feel weird. That would make me feel so uncomfortable. But <laughs> what we fail to miss is that when we have less of what doesn't matter, we have more of what actually matters, And a part of that piece that 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 part of this puzzle, that means we have more of what matters is we have more of ourselves. We have more of who we are. We're more connected to who we are. And you can only reach that point if you break your comfort with conformity. If you're if you find comfort in swimming against the current. Now, the second thing you have to give up is you have to quit listening to all of the noise. Growing up, my dad would always tell my brother and I to be mindful of what you listen to. And as a kid, I didn't really understand, right? <laughs> I would say things like, Dad, really, this, this song is good. This beat is really cool. There's nothing wrong with this TV show. And like I said, as a kid, I didn't really understand. But as I got older, it made a lot of sense to me. Because what you listen to really does have an effect on who you are, what you believe, and how you act. And if you listen to all of the noise in society and in the media... That is telling you that you need more in order to be enough, in order to be who you truly are, in order to fit in. If you listen to all of the noise that is telling you that you should buy this, even if it means going into debt, even if it means that it's going to strain your finances for 5, 10, 15, 20 years into the future, you're more than likely going to buy those things. You're more than likely going to act upon those advertisements. You're more than likely going to lose who you are in order to fit in with what. The noise is telling you you you're supposed to be doing. And what I've learned in my life is that avoiding the noise is extremely difficult. (laughs) It's extremely difficult. No one likes silence. No one likes selective hearing, right? We all want to be a part of the noise. We all want to be a part of the conversation. We all want to fit in. It goes back to the idea of comfort and conformity, right? But like I said, when you listen to the noise, when you're not mindful of what you listen to, if you're not mindful of what you consume, you're going to become those things. You're going to act in accordance to what those things are saying. Now, in my life, when I chose to silence the noise that was surrounding me about debt, about consumption, about owning less, about swimming against the currents, it was hard. But when I chose to silence that noise, I found so much clarity on the the other side. I discovered so much about myself that I didn't even realize was in me. I found a strength, a confidence to do something that I knew was right for my life, which was minimalism, which was owning less, which was building the proper habits. I found something that was adding value to my life, that was putting me on a path that wasn't the most popular that may not have been the most glamorous, but it was a path that brought me a lot of clarity in my life. And as I continue to silence that noise, and I I wanna encourage you to silence the noise in your life, but as I continue to silence that noise in my life, I am discovering more about myself and I am being more true to myself than I ever have in all of my life, and I'm almost 30. (laughs) And it's an amazing feeling and I want you to have that same feeling in your life. Silence the noise. Be mindful what you listen to because what you listen to is going to influence who you are, what you do, and what you believe. And that includes buying things you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you don't even know. Now, another thing you have to give up or that you have to do is you have to rid yourself of the rigid rules. I'm gonna say it again because I know that's a bit of a tongue twister. You have to rid yourself of the rigid rules. Now, rigid rules are a particular belief around a certain topic or an idea that are well rigid, right? Meaning they're not flexible or up to negotiation. And feeling the need to abide by rigid rules in life in general and in minimalism and only less is a common trap that many people fall into. And the rigid rules that I'm speaking about specifically are rigid rules around the number of possessions you're supposed to own. I know that there are different beliefs out there, but some minimalists believe that you should own less than X number of possessions in order to be a minimalist. But what's missing in a statement like that is that a single man or woman is going to need far less than a family of five. But that family of five can still live a minimalist lifestyle, even though the number of possessions are different. Right. So don't focus on how many possessions you have. Just focus on whether or not you have enough possessions for the chapter of life you're currently living. Now, another rigid rule is the rigid rule around color and how you decorate your space. And I get that I'm saying that while sitting in a very neutral home, (laughs) but my wife and I like a neutral home. This is our vibe, this is what we like. But that doesn't mean it's going to be right for you. If you like color, if you like pattern, embrace color, embrace pattern. There's nothing wrong with that. But just be mindful that you're not creating more visual clutter by trying to decorate with every color possible, right? There's a way to welcome color and pattern into your space without overwhelming your space. But just because I have a neutral home, just because you see a ton of white and black behind me, doesn't mean that that's what you have to do. If you like color, if you like pattern, embrace color and embrace pattern. Now, another rigid rule is the rigid rule around your wardrobe, Meaning the brand of clothing you wear, the type of clothing you wear, the color of the clothes you wear. There's rigid rules around that when it comes to minimalism. And I actually did a video about this not too long ago when I talked about why minimalists wear black. And that's a very interesting conversation. So I highly recommend you check that one out. But you have to ditch that rigid rule. Again, you don't have to wear black. You don't have to wear gray. You can wear stripes. You can wear checkers. You can wear red. You can wear blue. You can wear whatever color you feel the most comfortable in. That's not what minimalism is. Minimalism isn't a color. Minimalism isn't the clothes you wear. Minimalism is a lifestyle. It's a way of living. It's a tool to help you live with less clutter and more clarity. Now, another rigid rule that is very common is the rigid rule around family and family minimalism and how to be a minimalist with kids, right? Because again, someone who doesn't have kids, their version of minimalism is going to be very different than someone who does. And as a new parent myself, I'm realizing this. But see, when you live by rigid rules in general, whether it's in life or on your minimalist journey, that's when you start to feel not like yourself because you feel like you have to change who you are in order to fit within the bounds of minimalism or the rigid rules of owning less, right? Now, naturally, parts of you are going to change as you start to grow, learn, and let go, right? That's the natural order of life. Change is the process of life. However, You don't have to subscribe to rigid rules that may threaten the integrity of who you are or force you to believe that you are someone you're not in order to see growth and change in your life, in order to live with less. It's completely possible for owning less in yourself to coexist. It's completely possible for you to be your authentic self and live a minimalist life. But the one thing you have to do, you have to get clear on who you are first. And I know that sounds silly, but hear me out for a second. If we were sitting down, having a conversation in my living room, similar to this one here, and I asked you, well, tell me about yourself. Who are you? What are you into? Help me get to know you. How would you answer that question? And while you think about that, let me tell you what I've learned. There's a difference between your fantasy self and your authentic self. But that difference is a very fine line. And when we lack clarity around who we actually are, that's when we start to find it difficult to coexist with owning less. Because let me tell you this, owning less and minimalism aren't the problem. The problem is us playing a character beyond the life of their season, changing who we are and reading from a different script every other day, depending on our mood. And I'll be the first to tell you that it's exhausting trying to be anything other than yourself. I did it for years, right? Now, detaching from your fantasy self and reconnecting to that authentic version of you that maybe you've tucked away and forgotten about because you've played that character for so long, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some practice, right? It didn't happen overnight for me. And I don't want you to misconstrue my words and think that it's going to happen overnight for you. It's going to take some work. But there are some things that I did to help keep this momentum going and to support the clarity of self I was seeking. And the first thing I did is I really took the time to think about what was important to me. I knew that if I tried my best to prioritize what was important to me, then it would be far easier to live in alignment with those things and to get rid of anything else that wasn't serving me, right? A big part of minimalism or a big part of what people miss about minimalism is that it's not about just decluttering, right? It's about, it's actually about decluttering the things that aren't serving you in your life. And the only way to understand what's not serving you Is to get clear on what you value, what's important to you, what you prioritize. Now, the other thing I did to help keep this momentum going for me is I did a lot of journaling. Now, there are different ways to journal, but the primary way that I journal was through poetry. And I wrote a lot of poetry. I had to get clear mentally. I had to get clear emotionally. But I had to get those things out. And the best way that I can get them out was through poetry, through creative expression. And by doing so, again... I found a ton of clarity around who I was and what was important to me, which meant I knew what I wasn't. And because I knew what I wasn't, I was able to declutter all of those things that align with that person I wasn't trying to be. Now, the very last thing that I did is I went through various phases of detoxing. Now, what exactly did I detox? Well, social media was a big one. And this goes back to what you listen to and what you consume. Because for me, social media played a big influence on my life, the things I saw, the things I watched, the things I listened to. Just like my dad told my brother and I when we were kids, be mindful what you listen to. At that time, I didn't really listen to it, but as I got older, I really understood what he was trying to tell me. So I decided to detox social media, take a break from what I was consuming, to take a break from who I was interacting with. That also meant toxic relationships and negative interactions, right? And when I chose to separate myself from these things for a while, again, I got clear on who I was. I got clear on what's important to me. I got clear on my priorities, which meant I knew who I wasn't. And because I knew who I wasn't, I was able to declutter everything that aligned with that person I wasn't trying to be. I hope this makes sense. I hope this helps you understand that you don't have to give up who you are to practice minimalism. Minimalism isn't about changing who you are. It's about living with less of what doesn't matter so you can live with more of what does matter. It's about having less clutter and more clarity. And I hope I was able to help you understand that. Keep growing on your journey. Keep learning on your journey. And always remember to stay true to you, regardless of where you are in life, regardless of who's trying to force you to conform to what's normal. Remember to stay true to you because I'm always staying true to me. I'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.